this is Subjective Comedy Podcast with Corey Miller and Brad Scott because what do two guys with a failed podcast need? Another podcast no one will listen to. Maybe if my dad put this much time into his act, Bob and Tom would have had him on. Anyways, here's Subjective Comedy Podcast. Welcome to the Subjective Comedy Podcast. Today on the show, we talk an open mic. There's no NBA news going on. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is the Subjective Comedy Podcast. I am Brad Scott. I'm a local comedian here in Indianapolis. Traveling the country, and I am joined by insurance office guy Corey Miller. Hello. And the soulful voice you hear is that of Books the Scholar. You can check her out on iTunes, Tidal, all that good stuff. Very talented, and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about today. Is I went to a open mic. I was actually talked into going to an open mic. Uh, on a Friday, no less. On a Friday, I was home. I was just gonna stay home, and uh, you know, watch some some Amazon or some Netflix. And a friend of mine, who I haven't seen in a while, uh, known each other for probably shit at this point, twelve or thirteen years at least, maybe even more. Okay. I uh, talked me into going to an open mic where a friend of mine, another like a mutual friend of ours, was doing a stand up. So I was going just to watch. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to do I didn't want to perform or anything. And then we got there and okay. So it's at uh 56th and Emerson. All right. Place called Garrett's Smokehouse. It's a barbecue uh restaurant. And it's very small like it's 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 strange. It's kind of small. Probably holds 40 people. Comfortably, yeah. The video looked like it was kind of a small area. Yeah, and uh, it was on kind of like they had like a dining room side, and then they had like the the place where you would like go in and order and stuff. And there's some tables and chairs there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main like it was focused on the other side. And it's put on by uh, the this group called Greenhouse, the Greenhouse Effect. That's with an A. Greenhouse oh. Effect. All right. And. Uh, I think my friends had told them I was a comedian, and then there's another uh, guy there named Isaac Daniels, who uh, goes by Ike. I've known him for years. He's a independent pr- uh, promoter and booker uh, through kind of indie and a little bit beyond. Mm-hmm. And I, the dude is really good, by the way, at promoting. Very smart. And he was there, and I guess he had told him I was a comedian too. So they like, kept asking me if I was going to do some time, and I was like, I don't know. I'm just came here to support a friend. And then my friends, who I went with, or who I met there, were like, yeah, you should do some time. Like, my friend Christy, the one I hadn't seen in, like, you know, probably, I had probably seen her in five years. Okay. And uh, she was just like, I haven't seen you perform in so long. And, like, she listed off, like, one of the jokes that she'd seen me do the last time she saw me. I'm like, oh, fuck, that is a long time. <laughs> is it longer than me? Like before I was good, huh? Longer than me. What do you mean longer than you? You know, the last time I saw you, I was like, it had been years, or it had been a long time since before I saw you, or had seen you again. 
I don't know. I don't remember how long it had been since you. I don't know. And I don't know the exact anyway, number. Of I'm just derailing the conversation. Pretty much. Yeah. And so she, uh, they talked me into doing it because they also said, you know, like they need people to perform. And so I was like, okay. So I went to go sign up and there was only like, like the only spot that was left was like the second to last spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, well, after her, there was like the first three and I was like, nah, I'm not going up that early. <laughs> oh, you're being picky. Huh? You're being picky. They ask you to perform. You're like, I'm not. I, I'm not going up first. Nope. Well, no, I didn't say it like that. I should, first I should of be all, at the I just went and looked show. at the list and saw that there are other options. So I was like, <laughs> I'd rather not go up one of the first three. Especially because like I didn't know the situation. I didn't know kind of. I didn't know anything. So I like to sit back for a minute. Yeah. Kind of get comfortable. And so the open mic starts, and it's a different type of open mic. It's everything. First of all. Which I've been to before. What do you mean everything? Music, comedy, poetry. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. It's not a set specific type of open mic. Right, I gotcha. And so uh, the first person that went up there sung and, or actually Books the Scholar was the first, like she's the feature performer. She's who they basically have booked to be on the show. Okay. And she sang a couple songs, an amazing voice. And she plays 11 instruments. All at the same time? We don't have a sound effect for how, when you're bad on this show. So we'll just tell you, Corey, you're bad. Well, it could have been like... Uh, it uh, is not like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. <laughs> I know exactly you. what you're thinking. <laughs> Although that would be really funny. To see. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You know, the clapping, her sim- clapping cymbals with her knees. But no, she could play over 11 inch, or she play 11 instruments and... Uh, the first time she just went up and sung and okay. killed it. I mean, killed it. And so then um, I was like, okay, well, she was featured, though. Like, she was brought in, like, booked yeah. to be on here. And then the next person went up and sang. And they're fucking incredible. And then uh, this girl who is a poet from Atlanta, uh, she's she goes by Yo Sis. You can find her at Yo underscore Sis. On uh, Instagram, she goes up, and it's she's the best poet I've ever seen live. How many have you seen live? I've seen a decent amount. Really, I used to do a lot of variety shows at the Madam Walker Theater in downtown Indianapolis, okay. and I was always following the poets. Oh, okay, so I've seen a decent amount, and uh, plus, like the open mics at the Melody Inn, and a few other places used to be kind of everything. So we get a lot of poets in there too. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I mean, comedy and poetry goes together. In a way, <laughs> like when the situation at the Madam Walker Theater didn't really, because basically what would happen is I would get booked for these. This guy named Reno Hype, who used to be, uh, who used to book shows around Indianapolis. I don't know if he's still booking comedy shows or not, or variety shows, whatever. He would book me on these shows. I would usually be the only white person, and I would usually be the only comedian. Mm-hmm. So they would always be like, okay, well, I mean, comedy and poetry, they don't, neither of them need like a band set up. So let's just put them together. Right. You know, like, and then they would always have me follow the poetry. Mm-hmm. And so it would always be like four, all, like four black poets going up and a lot of times railing against the oppression from the white man. And then, the white and man then they'd be like, who's ready to laugh? <laughs> and so I'd come up and this became like the first time I did it. This was just a lucky natural instinct. My uh, and there's a girl who a uh, woman who used to I used to work a lot with uh, named Allison Shaw, 
And I wish she would not have gotten out of the event planning and managing business because she was the best person I think I've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. She worked harder than anybody else. She was smarter than everybody else. Like, if the management company I was formerly with would have kept her on, which is the only reason I signed with them was because she was involved, we would have been successful. Mm-hmm. Like, she's that good. And she was the stage manager at the Madam Walker at that time okay. when I met her. And that's, that was, like, our first one of our first conversations was I was standing right off to the side before they brought me out and asked her if I should try this opener. And she started laughing and she was like, yes. So I went out and this became my opener. Every time I would do these type of shows where I would follow the poets, uh-huh. I just walked out and I was just like, uh, so this is awkward, but yeah, I'm who they're talking about. <laughs> I'm, uh, I've, I've, I've held all of you back. You would all be rich and successful, but, uh, I've been impressing your entire race for generations. And, Killed every time. Killed every... Because, like, there's a thing about... People always, especially when they're newer to comedy, are always worried about if it's, like, a mostly black crowd. Those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Because a mostly black crowd will not only... If they love you, they will tell you how much they love you. And they will show it. They were very, very uh, enthusiastic with their support. Right. But if you suck, like, they're not... Like, a white crowd, if you suck, will sit there. And mm. it will get silently awkward uh, yeah. and or they will politely try to laugh at something to you know to almost get you going a black crowd is not only going to tell you why you suck they're going to tell you why they would be better at comedy than you yeah and most of the time they're right <laughs> so i just kind of use that formula uh but anyways back to this open mic so we i'm watching like you know like she kills it dude yo sis okay uh the poet like it's funny. It was a poem she had written about a uh, a rapper who had done an open mic at a, a show in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and the guy was an asshole. So she wrote a poem about him, and it was fucking hilarious. And she has go look at her, go look at her Instagram. She has like charisma that just falls off of her All right. whenever she's in front of a mic. I mean, she is just very charismatic. Like those people, you know, when you just go, ah, oh, they have it, mm-hmm. and you know, you really don't know what it is, but you just know if you see yeah. it. That's exactly what she had. Killed it. So I was like getting nervous. Yeah. And uh, my friend goes up. She was in the early portion of the show. And she has a great set. Uh, Lisa Sears. You can yep. find her all over uh, social media. And she kills it too. So I'm sitting there like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't know what jokes to use. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was nervous because, like, it also got full, by the way. Really? There might have been over 40 people, now that I think about it. Because, like, the booth, the, every chair was sat in. Every, like, this, this is the most amazing thing to me. Like, this, they drew more people than I've seen some clubs on a weekend. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. This is it, and it was just, they do a thing called uh, the fuck it bucket, which is where you write down something that's, like, pissing you off in life. And then the dude who is hosting it, um, who goes by uh, Just Will, I believe, uh, on social media, uh, he would read whatever you wrote. Like, let's say it was Corey. He'd be like, you know, being over 80. <laughs> he would be read, read that being over 80. And they'd be like, if it goes in the bucket, and then everybody else, fuck it. And then they just throw it. It's like, you know, a releasing of uh, stress. Okay. Exercise. And they did a couple, like, they would do these games with the audience in between, which I thought was a really good idea because it kept them engaged. Right. It kept them involved in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... He's like, you know, we're gonna cut, we're gonna take a break, 
and we're going to do uh, like sell these raffle tickets for this thing. And then we're going to come back and uh, Books of Scholars going to, you know, perform again. And then we're going to have the rest of the open mic. So she uh, goes up and kills it again after the break, playing the uh, keyboard or the piano or whatever, the keyboard at the time, and just destroys it. Plays two songs, I believe, two or three. And now I'm even more nervous. And then uh, this one guy who looked like he was a rapper. Because like, the way he was dressed and everything, he goes up and does this R&B song and fucking totally kills it. And so I'm just watching people who are extremely talented. And I've always thought musical talent trumps comedy talent. You know? Okay, yeah. Like, I think it's much more difficult to be... Like, I, like almost anybody can be funny. Are you sure about that? In the right, well, not you. Yeah. You're the one. You're the um, you're the one exception. <laughs> Everyone else in the world, in the right situation, can be funny, but not everybody can be musically gifted. Okay. And can have uh can have a good voice or can have you know like I'm kind of tone deaf. I would I'm a horrible singer. I'm horrible. I have no musical talent or rhythm or whatever. I'm not surprised whatsoever. Uh, yeah, says the guy who looks like a dead Jedi. Dead eye. <laughs> Dead eye. So I was, so he kills it. And now I'm like super nervous because I'm like, man, like now if I suck, I'm going to be the only one. Like, cause that's yeah. why I like to go a little later. I like to see somebody fail. Yeah. Cause that makes me feel better. When I'm at an open mic, I'm not familiar with. I like to go later because I like to see someone fail. Yeah. You got to see how bad it is. And no one failed. There's another poet. She went up, talked about some serious shit, killed it. Then this uh, other person went up and sang, killed it. And then it came to me. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to be the one that fails. Oh, I honestly thought I was. And so I live streamed it. I saw that. I saw it later. Because I thought, like, I'm going to fail. This will end up being funny content. Yeah. You know, just me bombing at this fucking open mic. Right. So I live streamed it and it went well. Yeah, it did. It went pretty well. Uh I was I waited a few jokes in to get my line of uh you know I was nervous before coming up here because for one everybody was so much more talented than me and two I didn't know if I'd gotten myself into like a reverse get out scenario yeah that and was a good one loved that yeah well they do it's why it, I was talking before the show to my friends and I was just like black crowds will love you if you can say something that's edgy mm-hmm. but funny right like if it's funny and it's on that edge they respect you yeah it can't be racist no. You can't just go up there and say racist shit and earn the respect. No. You have to do it in a way that's funny and that's, that's you know, conducive to what the situation is. But mm-hmm. if you can acknowledge it mm-hmm. and you're not afraid, you show no fear in that, they will really, really get behind you. Yeah. And so I did a few more jokes after that. I was going to do a newer one, but I was like, nah, don't fuck it up. Like, it's been <laughs> such a good open mic. Don't fuck it up. And then I sat down and then uh, this guy went after me and he sang and he killed it too. So literally every single person on this open mic did a like it was probably one of the best open mics I've ever been a part of, and I am not exaggerating. Yeah, I gotta say, when I was watching the video, since I had heard most of the material before, the thing I like to do with you when I'm watching your set is just to watch the crowd and and see how they react. That's my favorite thing to do, and they they honestly were loving it. You could tell that there was only two guys I could see in the background, but they were loving it the entire time. Yeah. So I and think that even even though you can only see two guys, I think that's a, that's a fair, you know, uh, a judge 
you know, for the well, rest of the Well, you can crowd. hear the reaction. Yeah, you can hear it, It went too. well. But honestly, I mean, it went well because of the way the open mic was put on. Yeah. Because very easily, it could have been all those talented people, and it could have been, like, dead. But the fact that I think that they do those little games, that they keep people engaged, um, it felt like a family-type thing. And then you talk about that at the front, how, like, you know, everybody's got to participate because everybody's family when you come to these open mics. Right. It felt like that by the end. Mm-hmm. Like, you felt like you... And it was cool because everyone networked with everybody else. So then after the show, like, you know, people were selling shit, which how would I have known? I might have brought in some shirts. <laughs> but people were selling stuff, and then everybody was just kind of going around and exchanging social media information. And I'd like to get Books the Scholar to do the uh, intro song for okay. this show. For this show? Yeah. I like her. Basically, I wonder what I wanted her to do is the thing that Harper read uh, that we need to update. Yeah. I want her to just sing that. You know, the subjective <laughs> comedy podcast, what do two guys with the failed podcast need, another podcast no one wants to do. I want her to sing that <laughs> very soulfully. <laughs> and I think that is the perfect intro for the show. But she, like, I'm never. And it was in a barbecue restaurant. Yeah, I know. In Indy. That was the most amazing thing. Now, they are going to be switching locations. Um, I think they're going to come back to that place. But they have some like there's something that I think the restaurant's doing that they need. You know, that they have to find like kind of a temporary home, mm-hmm. which they will have no problem with. Yeah. Uh, because, okay, so they they drew, I'd say at least, it had to be at least 50 people in there. Had to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, every single table was filled, every seat was filled, and there were still people standing. Yeah. Like towards the, the front door on the other side. So they probably had over 50 people here, and everybody paid. Like I paid. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I hate when even like, Small open mics like that. If you're a comic, you should still pay. You know what I mean? For, for an open mic? Yeah. Like, granted, technically, you're part of the content or whatever, but, like, you're, it's more valuable to you to get up in front of a good crowd than it is for them to have you because they can find a thousand other people that will do that spot. True. You should support a small... Now, I'm not talking about a comedy club. You shouldn't pay a cover charge at a comedy club. But a small, independent open mic that's like that, that's just set up by, you know, people who are... Chasing their dreams like the rest of us, mm. absolutely support them. So I paid the, I think it was six dollars because I used a card or whatever. But I paid the six dollars. So they they did a hell of a job. I mean, I can't say enough about it. I've been so lucky the last few months with stand up. I'm finding these little weird places that are just these hotbeds, and it's just it's the same formula for all of them. The people that are running it know what they're doing mm-hmm. and they are doing it in a progressive forward thinking way i believe they were live streaming some of that open mic as well oh, so that's a, really? as soon as i saw that i was like oh if that's the live stream that's very smart yeah uh take even because that's the thing a lot of i think businesses nowadays don't understand is the importance of social media your commercials on the radio don't mean shit as much anymore because very few people listen to the radio right like it's more important how you market online mm-hmm. and they get it and that's why i think this greenhouse effect is going to be something that can take off Cool. So yeah, that was my open mic experience. Yeah. Well, I had one event that I went to this week. I just I just thought about. I mean, we weren't. I didn't tell you about. Well, you knew about this, but we didn't talk about this beforehand. When I went to the burlesque show on Thursday, or yeah, it was Thursday. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever been, so I didn't know what to expect. Uh, if you don't know, Gen Con is going on right right now. Actually, it's wrapping up. It went on this weekend uh, downtown Indy. And, uh, what is Gen Con for those outside of it? Uh, for those that don't know, Gen Con is basically a big convention where uh, gamers, like tabletop gamers, Dungeons and Dragons, those type of games, 
Uh, they all get together from, and these are people from all over the world. I, I'm not even joking. I heard people uh, saying they were from New York. Um, I think that I heard some people that were from France. I mean, they're coming. They literally come from all over the world. This place was sold out all four days. They had, you know, four day badges sold out. You know, so, um, so I went and they were were running two burlesque shows, one on Thursday night and then one on Saturday night. I went to the Thursday night show because uh, I'm friends with somebody that was that was performing. She's like, I got, I, you know, I can, I've got an extra gen content. Well, anyway, uh, I won't say that part. Uh, but I went ahead. I paid for my ticket, and I didn't know what to expect. I'd never been to a burlesque show before, so, but they they start out by saying. You can hoot and holler, you can woo, you can do whatever, you know, you can do all that, which is, you know, having been to lots of stand-up and, 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 you know, and even seen live performances, that's new to me, where the crowd can just, you know, do stuff like that and they encourage it. So, it, there was, not only was there burlesque dancing and, and, and segments, but there was also a little bit of vaudeville skits as well, too. So that so that was interesting, and everything. Um, if it wasn't you know sexy, there was funny stuff as well too. They had uh, there was there was one skit where uh, they started playing audio from the movie Spaceballs, <coughs> and the scene where uh, Lord Helmet is playing with his dolls, and so somebody was up on stage d- reenacting that, and then somebody from off stage is dressed in the white suit with the big helmet. And says something to Lord to uh, Lord Helmet, and then he then Lord Helmet runs off, and then the guy comes on and he starts juggling. He's got you know he's juggling balls, he's juggling glow in the dark or not. They're like light up uh, bowling pins. Dude, he did a hell of a job. But I want to say the one that really stood out for me was the MC because they have an MC that you know introduces everybody, tells jokes while they get everything set up while they clean up from the previous one. This. Her name was Miss Pixie. I think there's a there's a uh, she was going by that, but I think she's got a longer name as well too. Dressed as like an elf or a pixie or whatever, with even with the pointy ears and had a Russian accent. Not exactly sure that was real, but she stayed in character the entire time. So I still don't know if the Russian accent's real, but she was funny. I mean, there she told jokes you know, through the entire set and a lot of it was just ad libbed and I was I was like she could do she could probably do stand up. You know, if she had if she, you know, can write material because like I said, most of that stuff was just all ad lib, but she can write material. She'd be great as a stand up comic. Cause she was just absolutely funny. Um there was there was a really odd one that it's like and she made the joke, um, when you see this you're gonna want to wish you hadn't because it's that strange and then when it got done she was like i told you and it was like um the performer came out and was wearing the suit that looked like all the her skin had been ripped off right mm-hmm. and so she's dancing and to to this this weird music i think it might have been edm music and then as she's going she's ripping off that fake the fake muscle skin and then of course she ends up you know, halfway naked, but it was just the weirdest thing to see. Uh, there was a, there was a, uh, there was a Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy uh, segment where uh, they ended up together at the end. So that was that was a little different. A what? Who? <laughs> Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. So because uh, like at the beginning, the 
the Joker, which you don't actually see him. You see his hands, and uh, he, like, yells at her, so she's all sad, and then Poison Ivy shows up and kind of makes her feel better. <laughs> so... So, yeah, I, I was I was entertained. It was it was a lot longer than I expected it to be, but uh, I enjoyed it through the whole thing. It was it was fun. So if you get a chance to go out, uh, this was put on by uh, the Glitter Guild here. Uh, I believe they are in Indianapolis. They were bringing in performers from New York and Chicago, as well. So if you get a chance to go out and see Burlesque, do it. It's it's a, it's a fun to watch. It's not it's not just all like, oh, women are just taking off their clothes and, and shaking their nipple tassels around. It's it's fun to watch. I mean, you hadn't. It was probably 50. might get more people in there if you tell them it's more of just shaking nipple tassels around. Uh, po- possibly, yeah. But I, in terms of the crowd, though, it was like fifty-fifty men to women. So, so yeah, it was it was fun. So get, you know, get out there and support them as well too, because uh, th- those those guys and girls work hard on what they're doing as well too, and you know, put a lot of time and effort into not only uh, their acts but as well as their costumes as well too. And uh, go support them. And here is uh, the social media information for the people that uh, I had seen at the Greenhouse Effect. Uh, the guy that's saying after me is just the number two, the word good, and 317. So just the number two, the word good, and the number is 317. Then there was uh, the one that looked like a rapper mm-hmm. who sang R&B. That is L.A. Smooth 2 Doctor. That is the uh, word two, so it's L.A. Smooth T O D R, and then we had uh, Books the Soul Scholar. You can find her at the Soul Scholar, and the host of the evening, uh, Will, is uh, just Will Poetry, no T and just, so J U S Will W I L L and Poetry, and then um, the Greenhouse Effect. You can follow them at the Greenhouse Effect uh, with. Uh, a F F E C T and an underscore after it. So the greenhouse effect underscore follow them. Uh, do we have anything else? No, I'm, I'm, that's it for me for right now. Uh, short one. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think we're, uh, we're wrapping up for this episode. So we want to say thank you again, everybody at the greenhouse effect. Thank you to uh, the glitter guild and for their performers. Yep. And so we'll talk to you next time. Remember, uh, if you didn't think we were funny, what Corey comedy is subjective. Check out Charm Bracelets by Books to Soul Scholar.